Unveiled with Neva Nessa, a Go Loud original podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of Unveiled. So, in this episode, we have a very special guest. Hello. <laughs> My one and only bestie. And for someone who may not know you, even though I think everyone knows you, introduce yourself, honey. I am OnlyFans creator <laughs> James Cavanaugh. <laughs> also, Nessa's bestie as well. Yeah, I think Can so. Say I'm your bestie. I mean, I was going to let her have her moment, yeah. but I'm never <laughs> not. besties. Yeah. New besties. Yeah. yeah. We're never not talking. No, we're talking we every day. Share a brain. Yeah, we actually do. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I love it, though. <laughs> Me too. Well, I just leave you at it then. Well, yeah, yeah. No, but you, you brought us together. <laughs> you did. I did. You birthed her. You're mother. I'm mother. mother I'm you. always mother. You're, you're mama. Sesh mama. <laughs> people mama. Baby mama soon, maybe. Okay. Exclusive. No. <laughs> Stop dropping. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. No, Jesus, no kids for me. We have a wedding and all to get to. Yeah. Um, but compared to the last time, we actually saw you. Oh, no, I saw you. They feel the last time Nessa saw you was at EP. Yeah, it yeah. was. Well, I was quite, well, I was quite tipsy and hungover and all sorts of emotions during that <laughs> interview. Honey, make the, your sister. The temperature in that tent. The Perrys were a mixed bag. Like I came down fresh. <laughs> Thank the two God, you of you were in the best way unhinged. Yeah, I was unhinged. There was highs, lows, and. Anyone who was there will know, but like James kind of caught it at the end. He was like, This is done. I was like, Yeah, it actually. <laughs> and as I was like, What's, I should look through notes, what's now? And I just saw ends at the bottom. I was like, Let's do that. Let's end it. Let's end. Yeah, there's nothing. We're hit. It felt like I was there for three and a half hours. It was roasting. I had three espresso martinis. My heart was beating weirdly. I was just in an awful way. But I think it was, I think we the got the best out of you. We, you, you, like power hour and then you when you're done you're done but I actually feel like you're like that with a lot of things I'm like that with life I've seen it happen on a dance floor I was like I'm just gonna go home like in mother you were, you were just like powering down I was like oh he's gone yeah <laughs> 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 gone. I Houdini it was gone it's more like a slow-mo Houdini you're kind of like yeah <laughs> everyone says they know when I'm done that yeah. I'm gonna go like you can it's see it. Your whole yeah. energy shift. Yeah. yeah why not? And I can't, I can't, I'm not one of those people that can power through at a party no or at a festival or so. I just can't. And I'm jealous of people who do it, but I do just shut down and I can't, I can't change that vibe. Yeah, I don't I feel think like that's a bad thing. Like two lives. You only have like two. I've on or off. Yeah. 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 I actually think that's the perfect. I'm a kettle. You're like. <laughs> I'm on a rolling boil or I'm not on. <laughs> She's done. Yeah. One of the questions that we were going to ask you about, because obviously we're doing sober October now, but like, I feel I already know the answer. Like, I feel like you are out, out, or there's a fire on and that's it. Like the phone's on, do not disturb. Like, I don't, I can't imagine you being like one or two drinkies. No, I'm not. And I don't know if it's good or a bad thing, but I'm, I kind of, I'm more like, as you said, I'm, down to Nabby or in a bin somewhere <laughs> and it's not or it's not in the bin. like I don't really drink that much when I'm like I don't drink during the week for example yeah. at all you know so people are kind of having casual drinks at home yeah. mm. I drink when I'm out and having dinner or whatever or in the bin but it's it's yeah it's just one or the other and I'm like that with people as well like I see my friends now and again but generally speaking I am my own best friend oh. I love 
my own company. Yeah. And I just love being at home in bed with the cat. And even me and William, William watches TV in the sitting room. I watch TV in the bedroom. And we have like, <laughs> William hates me because I take dinner to the bed. It's like, I'm like a Victorian lady. You are? We've been widowed. I'm like, I'm taking to the bed. <laughs> and I take to the bed at about 4 p.m. Take to the bed. <laughs> perfect. Some days I don't even get out. Of, like I get out sharing it back into the bed. Like it's, yeah. I just love beds. Yeah. Um, but I will, um, I will, uh, me and William will have dinner. He'll go into the sitting room like, see you later. And I'll go upstairs. You'll eat watch your dinner my, in the bed. I'll eat my dinner in the bed. <gasps> no. Please yeah. tell me you have like a tray. I have a tray. Yeah. I have a gorgeous... Not an animal. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not a animal. complete animal. I have a gorgeous Marie Antoinette type tray. It's beautiful. I'll send you a photo. Oh, you saw But um, I just love my own company. And then I love my every week or every two weeks, have a mad night, see everyone. And then I retreat yeah. back like an owl. So yeah. will you kind of be an extroverted introvert then? Big time. Yeah. Big like your time. Your social batch would... Go. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it it <laughs> depletes quickly. But I'm I think I'm high energy to a point, and then it's just it's it's completely gone. But as I said, yeah, I I'm it's not like a oh it, nothing to worry about or whatever. Like I'm genuinely having a ball in yeah. bed on my own with oh, my yeah. cat purring. Like yeah. I find that so lovely to do. Diane is what I call it. Diane. <laughs> Like, I like those moments at least just twice a week and then I need to be out seeing people like love cuddling up to Lulu but you know me you're I'm a little so buzzer you're, little you buzzer, feed I'm... off people's energy like you're yeah. more of an extrovert yeah I and I need to be with people yeah. like at all times if I can I like an hour on my own and then I'm like, hey. Yeah. No, I'm I'm honestly probably 90% alone, 10% with people. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love it. <laughs> I can go off. People are really all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you? 10% is 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are like that mean maths thing going now. <laughs> what does he mean? I can like be like having a great time and then I'm like, oh no, I'm done with this like immediately and then I'm like, I have nothing left to give and I'll just have to go. And it's sometimes I'm like, is this rude? I'm not sure. <laughs> I just have to move with it. But I'm I'm even like, look, I'm not in the mood. I'm not going to give you shit, James. I'm, yeah. Like, I'll That's give you so the true. best and I'll be gone. I'm yeah. not going to give you 50%. Yeah. That's such a good way to You know be. what I mean? And yeah. I, I often say that I'm cancelling. I'm like, look, I'm not going to be great company. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. It's more, of, I don't want to bother you with yeah, yeah. a shit version of myself. Yeah. So yeah. I'll only show up when I'm 100%, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, when like, I'm fully charged. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying that we'd like, you know, for the most part, I've done sober October. So you don't seem to drink that often. So you probably wouldn't need to do like a so. No, actually, that's not true because I remember the start of the year. I did were, sober January. Yeah, mm. yeah. Me and Stefan went. A friend of ours went on a cruise, and we did the whole thing sober, and that was January. And then we just continued it, kind of in January. Oh God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I I actually as much as I'm like I'm a party animal, I don't actually yeah. consume a lot of alcohol. You know, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I and I do love going out for dinner with William and having a gorgeous glass of wine yeah. or a gin cocktail or something, just a little mm. moment. But generally, I don't feel I need to do a kind of. Would you be a bottle of wine at home kind of girl? Never. Really? Never. I would yeah, never, I ever. I think me and David have probably had three bottles of wine together at home in our life. I just, I don't really enjoy drinking at home. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. odd time I'll have it a glass, but I'm just not into it. I'd rather like, it's like an experiential thing for me with my friends or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, no. Do you know what though? I do kind of crave a cocktail. Like I love a, a cocktail-y type thing at home sometimes. Like I'm working with Tanqueray at the moment, right? Plug. Mm. I've been experimenting with their Zero Zero. Oh. And it's just lovely to have a little cocktail moment. It's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I actually love like soft drinks yeah. and not like 
when I go to, you know, a different country and there's a wall of soft drinks, mm. I love the million. different ones, the iced teas, the kombuchas, the yeah. different yeah. flavour cokes, yeah, la, la. so I kind of love a little mocktail moment at home sometimes. Yeah. So get Tanqueray zero zero. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, I love nothing more when, when I was doing my sober October. It's over now, is it? Have you just thrown the towel in? When I did my sober October. <laughs> when I was doing it. But like, the thing is, is that I'm still going in with good intentions. With this in the back of my mind, I am not drinking as much. Mm. Yeah. So there was like two things on at the weekend and I had it in the back of my mind. So there was an occasion that we were celebrating and then it was like my brother's 30th birthday and each time I had it in the back of my mind, I was like, look, I'll have one. And I did have one on Saturday where usually I wouldn't have one. So with that in the back of my mind, so I'm still going in with the last weekend of such good intentions that I won't drink. Yeah. But if I, I'm keeping it to a very minimum. Yeah. Because I like count my drinks on a night out. Like I was thinking of like even when we were away in Portugal we were away at a wedding. And you weren't meant... counting there were you? No. We, but, we were double no, parked. No I wasn't. Most, I wasn't counting at the time but I was looking back when I was starting my Sobe Obi journey Yeah. being how much drink do I actually drink and then I was like Not a lot. Jesus. No when you're Not at like the likes oh, of the wedding. binge drink. Oh, it's so everyone's like, well, we get one, I'll get you one, get yeah. you. I had four drinks in yeah. front of me yeah. at one stage, which I was loving. Yeah. Because <laughs> margaritas are tiny. And I have felt the difference with the lower content, lower alcohol content. Like, I woke up on Saturday morning, still seized the day and did loads of stuff. I feel you seize the day no matter what. I couldn't like, agree more. You're no. dangerous. Dangerous, you see. Like, She's up a mountain. Four and I'd be like rotting in bed. And then I check my phone and Neve's on a hike. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. And she's like, hey guys, just did two classes. And you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not ready <laughs> to order McDonald's. It's no, like, I wish. I'm not. I don't know whether I, I don't have that stamina so much thank anymore. God. Yeah, but, thank uh, God. Yeah, thank God. Don't get older. that back. I don't know. I'm getting older now. But anyway, to whatever I'm saying is I'm going in with the attention this like this weekend even though this would be coming out after the bank holiday but it's good to have that in the back of my mind because I'm not drinking as much like I said I just had one drink at my brother's 30th birthday yeah I do feel that I'm over the hill with it now and like I'm going going into like my fourth week and like it's great like even just having there like I met our friend Francis on Sunday for like whatever shopping and he was drinking and I wasn't and like he was just getting louder and louder and I was like you're literally roaring and he's like I was like oh so then like I woke up Monday morning and I'm just like oh I love my life so fresh I know you have all the benefits yeah. I think it is getting fewer for me anyway it, like I, when I my early to mid 20s was a couple of nights a week crazy nights oh, and yeah. now it's more like once every three weeks yeah crazy. you said but, fewer better and I think that's like the perfect description yeah fewer mm. better but like is there anything better than the girls in, in the smoking area just oh, fashion drink I know you know, I know talking like I'm ready to get feral in November yeah. all the same like <laughs> feral <laughs> December dead. Yeah. yeah but like it's so funny I feel like you've slowed down so much and do you think I suppose as well like when I'm when my intention going into sober October was obviously the anxiety that you can get from, you know, a hangover anyway, and you feel like really, really low and down. And I remember in 2019, I just was out all the time, and I was just like, my anxiety was getting more intense. And I was trying to figure out, it's just like, oh, is this because I'm going through a really bad breakup, or is this because I'm out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? And then any event that we'd go to on a Tuesday, we'd be like out. Yeah. Do you, find, do you find though you mind yourself a lot more as you've gotten older because you just want to protect your energy and you know save those anxiety days, or do you, are you just 
being like real old and mature now and not needing to do that. Not even like, I don't even know if I'm consciously doing anything. It's yeah. just more like I'm reacting to where my body is now or something. Okay, like I'm yeah. going out less because I just can't hack it anymore yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying staying in more than going out in certain ways. I always get like nervous at these kind of questions because or like people are talking about business and it's like, what's your five year plan or do you? I don't consciously do anything. Yeah. It's really weird. I'm like just a fish going along. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of reacting to things around me. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if it's if it's a conscious thing. It's just yeah. what's happening. I'm yeah. trying to do it as a conscious thing and I'm failing miserably. <laughs> no, you're not. You're making No, I make I make it. Yeah. But James, yeah. like I know before you kind of opened up, I think it was the Irish Independent, just kind of your struggle with anxiety. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'd love you to just talk to us a little bit about that in terms of like, was that something that was always there for you or was like kind of like something that came later in life? Something that came later. And I remember being in secondary school and I remember back then mental health, like there was not not an Mm. utter of the word or Mm. even depression or Mm. dark times, whatever. But there was a couple of people in my class who definitely had mental health issues and were depressed and they'd be known as the goth or the rocker or something like that. And unfortunately, one of them actually took his life. Oh God. Yeah, it was so sad. And we were in, I think we were in second year and I don't even think it was properly explained to us or what had happened. Mm. Um, And I remember we were all sitting in a classroom and a priest came in and said a few words about it and then left. But like, now that I'm looking back on that, I'm like, I saw all the signs of my classmate who unfortunately passed away. And it was never... It was never obvious because it was never explained to us about sort of how you could feel this way or that the um, the ramifications of feeling that way, what can happen or lead to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, growing up, I noticed things like that, but it, I was always like, what does that feel like? I It was so alien to me because I was just, even though I was bullied and there was like certain things like that happening in my life, I never went into a dark space. Mm-hmm. Like I used to go home after being bullied all day and play Harry Potter and was having a ball. Like I was I, I loving my life at home. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Haters. Come on, Hermione. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> like I'd go home and all my troubles would melt away in a way. Yeah. So I, I always escaped but then fast forward to maybe 25, 26, I started experiencing panic attacks. And it was like, I'd wake up every morning. It was so weird. It was, I think it was at like 4.30, say every morning. I'd wake up, look at my phone. It was 4.30 and this fizzy feeling. That's all I can, it was like I was immersed in San Pellegrino. Oh my God. Sounds maybe a bit glam, but yeah. it wasn't. It was like this fizzy feeling that would run up my leg and I'd go, um, like damp and like sweating and cold and hot. I thought I was having a heart attack every time and I'd wake William up. I, a few times I asked him to ring an ambulance. Yeah, of course. The ambulance was like, oh, we'll be there in an hour. I'm like, I'll be dead in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this happened a few times. Went to the doctor, went, got a stress test on my heart, did the whole like full body check thing and he was mm-hmm. like, could this be linked to mental health? Have you ever gone to therapy or anything? I was like, no, never. Like, I've had, you know, bad periods in my life but I was like generally speaking I'm having a, I have a very good life I come from a very nice family yeah. mm-hmm. never had any issues with anyone never had any weird relationships whatever but I think most people have something uh, subconsciously that maybe is is making them feel bad or whatever and I think therapy and speaking to someone is like you know you go to the gym for your body why don't you do something for your brain which is another yeah. is a brain a muscle 
It should be. But it's not. like, yeah. you know, therapy, I think, or speaking to someone is like going to the gym or whatever totally. for, for your brain. So, yeah, these panic attacks happened and um, I was put on medication for them. And that's, to be honest, cha- changed my life. But before I was put on medication, it would... It, it all it always morphed into something else. So when I was not having the panic attacks, I used to experience really bad vertigo outside. I, and I remember that actually. Yeah. yeah, I was getting kind of agoraphobic. So if I was ever going on the Lewis or something, I'd literally have to get off at the next stop and just walk home. It was like everyone's voices were becoming louder. Oh and it was God. like, yeah, it was like a weird hell type situation. So I put off going on medication for a while and I think there is a bit of maybe a little bit of stigma around medication and also not taking medication. It's all just weird but I I always just feel everyone's like their own thing and everyone's issues are their own shape and it's like you need to do what you need to do based on what your doctor says Mm -hmm. and maybe what your friends and family say and what's good for you because medication doesn't work for for some people Mm -hmm. medication really works for some people for Mm -hmm. me it's really worked and I remember when I went on SSRIs I'm on 15 milligrams a day and when I went on them a week later it was like I was reborn like it was like a light switch went it was kind of almost immediate and I was able to leave the house I I, like I never came out like during that really couple of months of really bad Mm. agoraphobia and couldn't get out but yeah it just really worked for me and um, you probably were able to look back then and realise maybe how much it was impacting you probably when you know when you're going through something it's nearly like normalised for you you look back you're like oh my god like I'd be on the couch and I'd feel the panic the fizzy feeling and the panic attack coming on I was like oh here we go and I just have to and it exhausted me say if it happened at like 5pm it would last for about 20 minutes maybe and I remember one time I was on the floor like convulsing like shaking and oh I could God. see steam coming off me like sweating like it was like I was having a, a anaphylactic attack or like reaction yeah, to something yeah. or whatever and then I'd be wrecked for almost 24 hours after them yeah. it was so exhausting I was like this is me for life I was like I never could see that this wouldn't be part of me anymore. I was like, this is obviously how I'm going to be for life. It's depressing. Um, and then when I went on the medication, it was like, that was all, I could concentrate on living again and I could like just be. Jesus. And it was, Jesus. I hadn't been able to just exist yeah. for so long without this panicky anxiety. Did you have specific triggers or did it just literally come on out of nowhere at times? That's the thing. I wish I knew I could trace it back. I don't know what it is mm. or where it came from. I mean, a lot of things happened in those years. Maybe I left my job. I was kind of full-time doing this life that I'm doing now, which is kind of tumultuous. You don't know what's, you don't know when the next job is happening. Mm. It's a bit uncertain. Mm. Um, it's an unusual thing to get used to as well. You know, working with so many different people and my life up until then was quite routine. Yeah, it's no structure now. It's so structured. I was getting paid by the person and mm. my taxes paid and it was just all very linear yeah. and then all of a sudden I, so I'm thinking maybe it was due to that kind of change of lifestyle mm-hmm. but no I can't trace it back to you know an abusive thing. parent or yeah. you know something mm-hmm. more solid and that actually did kind of annoy me for ages that Same. I couldn't pinpoint it Yeah, and 
then like from talking to some people they were like sometimes you can't and mm. like sometimes feeling sad or feeling bad or an- anxious or whatever you will feel even more anxious trying to narrow it down and yeah. it's like just actually I used to do things like when I was having the panic attack or whatever I used to go into the shower and imagine that the panic or anxiety was dirt on me and the shower was washing it off mm. and I, I could visualise it being washed down the drain mm. so I used to do all these little things that really worked for me yeah. lighting candles yeah. like I'd have my routines and I used to listen to this panic attack thing on, on YouTube which was great this woman she's like put your legs in the water imagine the mm-hmm. water's gushing by just allow the water go by this is your panic and you know yeah. so I had my little I think you have to get your little emergency pack almost yeah. when you're you know well it sounds like you were like, like really resourceful in doing that because a lot of people sometimes kind of just freeze don't they yeah it takes a while for you to like get any sort of, I don't know, situation in place. I found it frustrating because I was having, like, that's the other thing. I was, ha- I was, my life was great and I was loving my life mm. and I was in a good place. And I'm like, why is this happening Yeah, you're like, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, so I found it like, it was like being in chains for like a couple of months. And then I've just been great ever since. Like, and do you think you've had any like non-negotiables in it? Do you have like your weekly non-negotiables or do you, when do you put like your self-care mindful hat on? Can you see it coming or are you like, do you have in place like a bit of a routine as such? Like my non-negotiables in the morning or like even like Ness's would be, she gets her coffee in the morning, that's like her non-negotiable, she gets it on the way to the train. Mm. Me would be <laughs> like, I get out straight away as soon as I wake up to just get like that natural light or like try go to the gym like do you have any like non-negotiables that helps you keep on track now because you are great like I have, haven't seen you better yeah I am and I, I mm. feel I feel I'm really happy and yeah. all that sort of stuff I mean, I'm in a good buzz and yeah you all that really sort of are stuff. but non-negotiables I don't know I'd really love to implement some yeah. I don't really have any I'm thinking of your video <laughs> I shouldn't laugh in your face when you're trying to do the channel. <laughs> like, if this bitch says he goes to the gym, I'm not. I'm like, you, you actually are really good with the gym. You do go. I do go, Nessa. No, I know, but you hate it. I know, yeah, yeah. No, shout out Dara. Dara McDonald. He's my PT in Donnybrook Performance. Um, no, I... That, that is something I want to make my non- mm. non-negotiable. And not to be all gym person, but... Like you actually do feel so much better after like Mm -hmm. a workout. And I do, I hate cardio. I hate running. Lala, I really enjoy weights. Yeah. Now I can't be doing my (laughs) pull-ups. You're going to have babe. I'm on the, I'm on the, on the, what you call it, the band (laughs) Oh babe, same. Yeah. So, but after, now when I'm going in, I'm hating my life. Like I hate going to the gym. (laughs) Yeah. But then, and during it, I'm hating it. No offence, Dara. You're great. But it's just, I hate ex- expelling energy. I'm such a lazy person. I really am. Yeah. After the session, I feel a million dollars. Yeah. Like, I really do. Yeah. So I, I now I'm going to the gym. I feel like I have to convince you, Nessa. No, no, no. I'm going no. to the gym now twice a week and I have been doing that for maybe three months now. A bit. So I'm trying to get it to three. Yeah, you will. Because I feel like once that's a non-negotiable, I'll be... Yeah. Ros Purcellin's then. <laughs> yeah. Move over yeah. me. You, you, as long as I know you've always kept up like the gym, like you were had a PT at home. I fall off the wagon though sometimes. Yeah. It goes for like a year. Have you been that bad? I feel like you've been very good. Before Dara, it was probably a year. Jesus, was it? Yeah. You probably yeah, just yeah. need a PT then. Yeah. I, that's yeah, it. I need fine. to be accountable Most to someone. Most people mm. need that though. Like, you know, it's rare. You have, like, Nevin, you're obviously, that's your jam. But even you said you find oh, yeah. it hard to keep yourself accountable. Yeah. Oh, especially with everything that I've gone on the last two years. I yeah. had to get a PT and 
it's get you best. back into the swing of that's things. The, uh, it's, it's, he's fully got me back into yeah. swing yeah. things and it's all about like being accountable. Using your yeah. time wisely as well. Yeah. You know, you kind of just like arse around. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm on my it's own. I'm like, in, you have just... to go, you have to show up yeah. and you're also paying so you're losing out on money. Yeah. So it's like... Like okay. I was a member for Aviden 1, which I loved, but like it's a lot of money and I went to bed, I'd say five times in the one year, you know, so if it's up to yeah. me, if it's, uh, you know, me showing up to the gym and doing my own thing, I just don't do it. No. Whereas with Dara, like last night I was like, hey Dara, uh, I'm I have I'm kind of busy tomorrow, so I'm going to miss it. And he was like, "No, I can do earlier." I went into him today, and he's like, "You were trying to get out of that, weren't you?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah, this is what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah I need yeah. someone giving out to me and keeping giving me a kick now and again. Yeah, because I just love being horizontal in bed. I really do. <laughs> I mean, the tray. We need to see a picture of this tray. <laughs> yeah, you're so funny. You remind me. I don't know if you've been listening to PJ or Kevin's podcast recently. They were also talking about the tray that PJ has down in his house. In I Cork. didn't know you had a tray. Yeah. I think him and his mom have a tray and they were sitting down and Kevin couldn't get over the beckon tray. Oh my God, I love so, the tray. Yeah, I actually, I used, my mom used to have a tray for me when I was... It's like, real 90s. It's so 90s. My mum used to have breakfast in bed now. Yeah, okay. it's so 90s. Yeah, wasn't that like yeah. a treat? Like for me, that would be hell on earth to eat my breakfast in bed. This is the thing, I hate breakfast in bed. I love dinner in bed. No. Yeah, dinner what? in bed Crumbs. is... No, eating in a bowl of pasta, watching a movie. A Your bed is just another couch. A bed is another couch. No, I have the window open, the Dyson fan on. Okay, I, you're ready. Yeah. yeah. You're equipped. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's... I don't be having stinky food. I don't know. Gorgeous food. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> so you were saying there, which I found really interesting that you thought maybe like the change up of your lifestyle going into the job of like Instagram that kind of caused maybe some of your anxiety. So given the nature of our job, do you feel like you always need to be the best version of yourself? And I'd love to pick your brain on this and we've actually mutually spoken about this before. Do you feel like you need to switch on all the time or are you good with your time now? Yeah, do you know what? Like, no, I don't feel like if I need to switch on because it's kind of like anytime I'm out of the house I'm ready I'm charged off do you know that way Okay. it's not like oh I'm out of the house and and something happens I switch on I kind of only leave the house when I need to (laughs) so if it's like you know coming to something like this or coming to an event or going out for the night I'm ready to go and I maybe I'm I'm switched on yeah do you know what I I sometimes even think like we're mad to label things as switched on and switched off I think that's just the human experience you're either into it or you're not then online I tend to only share things like that I've that I think are interesting or I think that I want to as yeah, well. It's not yeah. like this, I don't have a method or, um, you know, you can see some people and they definitely have like a content calendar. Yeah. On Monday they have this and the Tuesday, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I just kind of you do, just do it, it all. Do your Freestyle. Bit. Freestyle. Yeah, you do yeah. it well, honey. Thanks, babe. And come here, I suppose like on social media, I know we get the odd bad comment, but I know the real James, right? Because I feel like people who know James would consider yourself having a bit like, you know, thick skin. People's perception <laughs> of you is like, you know, you don't really give a fuck, you don't really care. But I know sometimes it does kind of get you because I know you're a big softy at heart and you're like, oh God, like these wagons or like, even though you actually don't get a lot ahead of all, but like yeah. the one or two things, you, I know sometimes it may get to you. Do you know what gets to me? Uh, like, and I've had, I've had people read me like a nice paragraph about, about I yeah. dress terribly or I'm a shy presenter or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I kind of love that. I think it's gas. The people who like it. Oh, liked by three people. You little squirrels. Come out and fight me. (laughs) Come out and fight me with your chest. So I hate the little nikers. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah I don't mind like you know I used to get like negative comments and I'd print them on a t-shirt or whatever like I think there's there's <laughs> yeah. content to be yeah. made from funny yeah. comments so yeah I don't find you know comments um, that are reading me in a funny way um, bad it's yeah. the little it's actually do you know what it's when someone's slagging Kurabini yeah. or if someone's making fun of William or even yeah. my cat oh, oh don't come for Diana don't come for Diana or like, William or Kurabini make a feast out of me I don't yeah. mind yeah, but it's yeah. more like you know it's the same if you're bitching about your friend or something mm. and it's fine but if you hear someone else bitching about your hand yeah, no <laughs> no way no. now I did get um, a tweet the other day uh, an example of some trolling would you like to hear I'd love yeah, to hear so I was tweeting about Grah Aaron Traw, my, oh, yes. my my dating show. Congrats on that show, by the way. Amazing. Yeah, well, well, we're hoping for season two now. Yeah, we were oh, going to ask you about that. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, it really was, like it? refreshing and gas and like Irish, obviously. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a gap for something like that. Yeah, I had a bit of a Channel Four vibe off it. You know the way yeah. sometimes Irish production. I think we're getting we're, we're actually really in a good place at the moment. But there was. You know, even like back in the day, California, it was a bit rough and ready and stuff, but this was slick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Totally so There was a bit of kickback, wasn't there, on the winners? Yeah. I liked people. I liked them too, but yeah. people wanted, I think Femi and Saoirse were for favourites. Oh, okay. look. Anyway, I was tweeting about Grand Trying. This guy goes, James, honest question. <laughs> Do you think you would have a career if you weren't a token gay? Because you're seriously not funny. <laughs> You're a painfully terrible presenter. Your podcast is boring AF. <laughs> and your personality is forced and fake. Oh, no, how bad? Do better. <laughs> and I said, why would I do better when being a token gay has given me such an easy ride? I'm far too lazy to do better. <laughs> also, I can't, can't pretend your take down of me wasn't 10 out of 10. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You no, know, if you're going to yeah. give me hate, be yeah. a bit like yeah. creative. Yeah. Yeah, that was all very like... Like civil you're servant, saying, you're something. a faggot, you're this, you're that, like boring. Yawn. Read me. The <laughs> <Yeah>. library's open. <laughs> and come here. So, it's, what is like your biggest career highlight today? Biggest career highlight? I think it was me and William doing the Kirby Cookbook and winning Best yes. Cookbook. At I remember. Oh my God, that's amazing. Congrats. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Babe, that's amazing. That was like the Easton's Award. Yes. Yeah, the Unpuss um, um, Book Awards. Oh, well, Unpuss, um, sorry. The Oscars yeah. of Book Awards. I mean, yeah, incredible. Yeah. They're on the happening at the moment, I think people are voting for them. But yeah, that was like surreal. Graham Norton was in front of us, like <gasps> when we were doing our acceptance speech. Oh. Like it was real, like it was a world I'd never tasted before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to the gossies and the VIPs and they're all gas <laughs> and stuff, but this was quite like highbrow. Serious, yeah. Yeah. Um, quite loose though. People were locked. They were all in their tuxes, but they were falling out of the place kind of thing. So it was good crack, but mm. that was definitely a career highlight. So how long has the whole Kerbini brand been, I suppose, on its journey? I'd say since probably 2015, maybe. Okay. 2014, 15. We, we, William had just finished Ballymaloo Cookery School and... Um, I I was in food marketing, so I was looking after Barry's Tea oh, cool. and uh, Kerry Gold mm. and Ben and Jerry. So I was kind of, I was always doing food events and food jobs and kind of becoming more obsessed with food. And William had just kind of come out of Ballymaloo and we just kind of, it, it kind of was just like a perfect storm. We were both like, how do we actually just make food our full-time jobs? Mm. So we made Kerbini happen and then we started selling food at markets um, and we started catering events yeah. and then we kind of made the website started sharing recipes then William wrote for the examiner for a while and then we got the caravan 
RIP. Is she gone for good? She's gone for a couple of weeks to get with a ref fight. Yeah, she was um, broken into three times in 48 hours. The door kicked in, um, place trashed. What the hell? And I'm like, it's a caravan. What did you expect to be in there? <laughs> like a crown? <laughs> Yeah. Now it's gorgeous, the caravan. It is beautiful. But like, come on. Yeah. You've had her in different locations. You haven't had anything like that? No, we had her in Inchicore, which was on the side of the road. I was always like, if she's going to be broken into, it'd be, you know, it was going to be Inchicore because it was on the side of the road. Mm. It was very, like, vulnerable. Yeah. And then we had it in Collins Barracks, which was, you know, that's Go a on. barracks. You're not yeah. getting in there. So it was. Yeah. It was pretty safe in there. And then we have moved it to just around the corner mm. um, outside the Dean Art Studios, which is a beautiful building. We have it in the courtyard. There's gates around it. So I was like, another really safe place. Yeah. But no, they hopped over. And the, but I was like, by the third people breaking in, it's in bits. Why are you even going in there? It's gone in for a nose. Yeah. So like nothing was stolen because there was nothing to be stolen. Now, I mean, they took a few random bits and bobs, but like it was the damage is what's... Yeah you know, what costs money. Mm. It's a 1960s caravan. It's You can't just buy a screw in the hardware shop. It's all yeah. very custom. Um, so yeah, it's off. And it's it's shift for William because that's his full-time job. I breeze in and out yeah. and do my best mm. and help him when I can. But it's his real livelihood. So, so disheartening. He's out of work for two weeks and it's it's down in its, uh, where it was born to get it <laughs> kind of fixed up again. Oh, but hopefully God. we'll be back now. And I'm sure you'll get lots of support when she does come back out. Yeah. She's a supporter. So like, is the goal, and I don't know if you, if you can be like redact if you don't want to say, but like, is the goal to maybe like open up kind of a franchise of of curb any kind of nearly like the gorilla? Is, is how how do you gorilla. say is a yeah, gorilla right. yeah. like the kind of gorilla route? But obviously, I know it's probably more artisan. If a franchise opportunity came and there was lots of money there, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, take her, <laughs> yeah, hammer. No, but the goal at the moment is to do a bricks and mortar. So we'd okay. love to open up like maybe a small little deli in Cork yeah. or we're, we're looking to do a move down the country at the moment. Now we're filming a TV show at the moment about us moving mm-hmm. and we've been all over the country visiting inspiration cool. homes and the show's out next spring. It should be, I love house shows yeah, like Grand Designs and stuff. So I was having a ball like nosing around all these like amazing homes. But from kind of traveling around the country, I've realized actually it doesn't really need to be Cork. We're just after a country experience. Yeah. That can be lots of places in in, in Ireland. Now we have, I'll show you afterwards, we have our eye on this house in Wicklow. (gasps) Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, it's a beautiful old thatched cottage. (gasps) Glam. I don't want to jinx it. Touch all the wood. Touch all the wood. But um, it's beautiful. So I'm like, no, the Cork, somewhere like Wicklow was never on the cards but it's just about the right house totally. and the right location yeah. and that can be anywhere so mm-hmm. that's that's what we're looking to do at the moment so if say if maybe it was in Wicklow or maybe it was in Waterford we'd like to open up a little uh, shop nearby and do like a premium that. little deli grocery have gore- like kind of like Lily put trading stores in Stony in, have you ever been to, in Stony yeah, Batter? that's no. beautiful so that's or I'm picturing you know, know. Um, it's a park deli in Chapel Is it do you know that one I think park it's deli. I don't know if it's called that oh yeah on the corner yeah that's gorgeous yeah, so or Baba Black Sheep that's another yeah. Yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. Oh, that's a gorgeous one. Yeah, and then there's another one called Lennox Street Grocers down in Portobello. That's beautiful think, yeah, as well. So we'd like something too. along those lines. I'd also love to Kirby Home. I'd love to do oh, Homewares Range. Oh, like tablecloths. How is it working with William though? Because I help Jamie out with all his food yeah. club stuff and, you know, I have a way of working or, you know, he has a way of working and then it's his baby and I just kind of step in. How is it working with William on that like what are your strengths what are your weaknesses do you have your own little ways of working together or 
Just yeah, I mean, we've done a few different kind of, let's say, projects. Like the yeah. cookbook was very specific. Doing catering was another thing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, we fall into a different place each time depending on what it was. Okay. Like with the cookbook and stuff, I was very aesthetic. I was kind of putting together the mood of the cookbook, all that sort of stuff. He's like, he's he's the the, the food. He holds yeah. the food reins when it comes to Kirbini. Mm-hmm. I kind of do the marketing, the mm-hmm. the what we stand for, um, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, to be honest, it's hell sometimes. It sounds like the perfect pairing as well, though, because, like, you you know, sometimes you get people that are too similar. Yeah. Nail one area and then you just, like, yeah. shite somewhere else. I kind of do find that, though, with, with pairings and businesses. You do have one that's more creative and one that's more business or whatever, mm. and that's kind of mm. the ideal thing. And that's that's maybe the way it is with us. I come from a PR marketing background. William yeah. comes from an artistic food background. Mm-hmm. So we find our little grooves, but, like, we take the head off each other. <laughs> like, we really are vicious. Yeah. But I think our... our <laughs> Like there's been candle arbors thrown. <laughs> honestly, yeah. But honestly, I think what saved us and kept us together ten years later is the fact we get over a row rapidly. Yeah. And my God. there's some couples that I know stew. I'm a stewer. Yeah, are you stewers? I'm stewing at the moment. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I felt the aura. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have an absolute violent row and honestly, five minutes later, it's like, what do you want for dinner? Well, do you want to watch a movie? Like, so that's I think good. that's really essential if you're A, to be business partners yeah. and B, to be business riding partners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're all, <laughs> we're, we're doubled. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we can, you know, if you have your business partner, you can go home then to your oh, other house and bitch about yeah, your business partner. Yeah. We're going home together. Like, Yeah, which can be really like dangerous sometimes if you can't navigate that so that's really good definitely I think we were make or break when we were doing the cookbook like it, and I think if we didn't have the cookbook almost contracted together in yeah. a way to be, execute that we probably would have broken up yeah so that kind of kept us together and almost made us stronger but yeah. I so often, how did you navigate that then like because we were almost like couldn't break up <laughs> we're in too no deep. choice yeah. yeah you know we were doing all these interviews about the cookbook and we were had to sell a cookbook <laughs> so and funny. we kind of had no choice but to be together yeah. and I think we hated each other at certain points I remember going on the Late Late Show and we were just about to go on and we were fuming with each other about something and then we had to go on and talk to Ryan and we were you know <laughs> and he was like and what's it like you know you're how long are you together it's lovebirds and all this kind of thing and we mm. just had to fake it yeah um, but I kind of I'm delighted we had to stay together because I feel like if we didn't have to stay together through those contractual obligations yeah. probably wouldn't be together oh, and I love them yeah of yeah. course well I, I was like that when me and Dave were buying our house like we were like moving moving it literally moving the day of and like he was on the top floor and I was on the bottom floor and the venom we were saying to each other like there's stuff that came out of my mouth that I was like oh yeah. I didn't even know I had that in me but no, then you catch yourself you get, you get the keys and you're like love you yeah. like everything's <laughs> fine you know so yeah. it's just part of the process no that's interesting to know but I, I kind of knew that already but yeah. it's nice now that you and William are both so successful in what you're doing and you have your work and he has his work and then you both come together with Kirby and you're both moving down to Cork oh well you're not moving down to Cork now you just want moving down the country moving down the country but you both wanted that yeah you both wanted the same things and both were like oh we'd love this to happen for us which is yeah how nice we have the exact same taste yeah the exact same like desire for certain things and even if we weren't together I think we'd both have a similar future we'd both want the country life we'd Mm. want chickens on a vegetable patch and you know all that sort of stuff so I think that's another thing that keeps us together it's the fact that we want the same things and it was that always in 
your future for your future and for William's future separately and then together did you always consider yourself wanting to move down the country or or is it because me and Nessa we talk about this well I talk about it to anyone who'll listen to me just about like the living crisis in Dublin and I, we, me and Jamie have to move back home to save to rent because rent is too expensive and then we were out you know even for my brother's 30th on Saturday and we got like three cocktails and it was like 50 something euro I was like how is this even making sense yeah like for, and it was a cocktail but still three drinks are like yeah, over like six euros it's just so expensive yeah was that in the back of your mind of just Dublin being so expensive oh big time I oh, can't really? afford to live here yeah either fair. even if I want I'm actually lucky that I don't want to live here yeah yes. because if I was desperate to live here it would be depressing because I couldn't live here and like I want a house and a garden and a bit of space and like if you were to do that in Dublin you're talking in the millions it's funny isn't it because like Mm. I come from a council like house in Nookrove and like they have a big garden Mm. and Mm. that was so affordable and there's Mm. you know a lovely front garden a really long back garden and and for our generation if we want that it's unattainable exactly we were saying this on our podcast for that it's like we are the first generation to be worse off than our parents. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, your parents, each generation you upgrade, but like nobody can really get houses. No. No. So that's why it's a great thing that we're thirsty for down the country because the mortgage I can, I can access wouldn't get you a one bedroom flat in town. In Dublin, I know. You know? But it, actually, when you're looking on Daft, you're like, I can get a mansion in Leash. I know. <laughs> you know? Bitch. Yeah. You're actually only looking up because a couple of my friends are in like, some of them have their houses, which is great. And then others, have been mortgage approved and some are like six months some are a year and one of our friends are going into their hundredth and second viewing of a house oh my 102 in Dublin yes and then another house has it was going for let's just say 450 it's gone up 200 grand oh my god and I feel like the government are actually I think believe are coming in now to like cap the amount of overspend because the house actually isn't worth that. Okay. Well, you know, in Ireland, like in Europe, you're not allowed to advertise a house price if it's going to go higher. Like whatever it's advertised, it has to stay in and around that. Whereas in Ireland, it's just like, get it's them in a the tactic. Door. It's an, an totally. estate agent tactic. Someone told yeah. me you work someone, they they price it at say 300 grand or whatever, even though they know they get 800 grand. Yeah. yeah. But it's just for the attention. Yeah. And yeah. They, uh, they can climb, climb, it's climb. It's lawless, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like Mental. without getting too political, but it really is. Like, it's just mad. Me and Jamie obviously want to buy a house in Dublin and we're like, how are we going to afford this? But to give you an example, I bought a house when I was 24 with my ex. And what we bought it for at the time, and we actually did it, you know, up. The house on the same road, we only looked at it the other day. It was just my friend is looking to buy in around, like, the Tala area because that's where they're all from. And we were scrolling and a house on that road that I had bought my house for, three doors up, my house was so much nicer. This wasn't, had so much work to do, sold for 200 grand more than what I sold it for five years ago. Oh my so God. the price has gone up 200 grand in an area. Mm. We couldn't believe it. It's like, you can't afford to live in Dublin. Was it ever on like your peripheral or on your, to go to like the likes of Australia or America? Manhattan. Or? From, from <laughs> Manhattan. <City>. Manhattan girls. <laughs> yes, Australia baby. was barely out of the yes. <laughs> no, I didn't realise Manhattan is an island. I only found out when I was there last yeah. in the Martin. I and don't they say it was bought for an apple or something off the Native Americans? No, it was probably seized. Like... <laughs> Oh my god, the big apple. The big apple, that's <gasps> where the name comes oh from. Oh my god. Yeah, it was bought for an apple or something like that. 
Jesus. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, now, the, the Americans, they love to glitterify their history. Yeah, romanticize broke it. bread. Yeah. And, no, you did You stole it. <laughs> you stole it. <laughs> you savages. You, you said you gave them an apple. But I wanted to live in Manhattan or London, no? You're kind of a London girly. I w- yeah, I think in later life I wanted London, but it was from, from being raised on Saxon City, yeah. I saw my future there. That's where I was like, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I kind of was like, maybe not. And then I was like, no, I'll go to London or something. And then I think me and William just fused together and we've made our own thing I think he'd be living in Berlin or something if, yeah. he, if he wasn't with me Yeah, it's funny our future is like a shared idea almost that's it's so nice that's an idea so we shape nice. together which is kind of really opposite to both if we were single what we'd want yeah yeah. isn't it so funny like the mindset that you have when you're a little bit younger like I grew up watching like the hills and stuff and I always thought I was going to live in LA and go yeah. to like the big fashion college there that they all went to yeah but look at me now I know. Well, look at you. Know. Now. No, I'm joking. Off. Off. But it's so funny how you like have these like little dreams when you're younger. I know. I also and thought LA was like the size of Dundrum, like or South William Street. It's so big. Yeah. Oh, lot. Yeah. And you need and a it's car. Kind to of get a dump as well. Like yeah. oh, downtown God, LA is decrepit. I thought it was just Rodeo Drive. Yeah. It's like no. No, Hollywood, Hollywood, what's it called? Hidden Walk Hills. Of Fame or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. It's like Moore Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not in the cute way. Not in no. the cute way. <laughs> so, James, mm. we'll bring you to the end. Thank you so much. We'd, we'd have you here all, all night. Nice. You do a thruple podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love. But with our guests, we always ask our previous guests to leave a question for the next guest. Oh, yeah, I love that. So our last guest was the gorgeous Elaine Cruz. Um, she's such a gorgeous gal. But she actually asked the question of, what is the last thing you learned? Um, the last thing I learned was from Hosier. Oh, yeah. Go on. And he, <laughs> now I actually only know half of it. The Irish for ladybird. Do you know what this is about? This no, no. It's so Irish. I love. It's so poetic and beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, like the Irish for threesome. Tra- translates to Dance of the Six Legs. Oh, you told me great. this before. I know. So elegant. Yeah, and just so visual. Yeah, I love <laughs> And then Ladybird, Hosier was saying, it translates to God's Little Cow. <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And so, so what cute. is it? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> it's like, well, it let's, let's work it out. Um, yeah, let's look it up. I only know Little is Bjorg, isn't it? Uh, Ladybird... L- Bjorg cow I don't I, I have no idea I'm not going to hang myself here oh here Bohen D, D little cow of God dead that's gorgeous read it again sorry read it out okay oh Bondi Bondi yeah Bondi oh, little cow friend. of God that is so much cuter than a lady and I love lady bo- lady lady birds it's Lady Booker Birds. Whatever you want. I love them, but this has made me love them even more. Oh, we have to just rebrand cows. them now to God. Little Cows of Gods yeah. or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> you have to leave a question for our next guest. So when you leave. And do you know who your next guest is? No. Okay. It's depending on the question. Okay, here's my question. When did you last have sex? Oh! Oh, Hopefully it's our last time. And one. describe it in detail. <laughs> <laughs> See how far we can go with that. Yeah. Well, Mr. Cavanaugh, you've been a pleasure. Oh, a pleasure. Well, I've had a ball. Hopefully get you back again for some more weirdness. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we should do like in the next episode, we should have you on for a bit more fun. 
some of those questions we can all answer and have a bit of crack. Yeah. Open up the James Kavanagh diaries. Oh, God. I actually kept diaries as a kid. Maybe I could do a reading. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring them in. Yeah. That would be worthwhile. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, girls, thank you so much. Thank you. And we love you. you so much. I love you too much. So much. I wish I wasn't going to Cork now and you weren't you sober. You held it all in your hands there if you weren't going to Cork. Like we're right around the corner from Ligilison. Yeah, but you used to go. I know. Thank God. <laughs> Do I? Thank God. Because yeah. what exactly. is day is it? Tuesday, it's, it's not a going week. out day. No, and I'm trying to be good. Okay. Okay, I'll come there. Okay. Right, goodbye, God bless. Bye. Goodbye, Bye. 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 This is Unveiled with Neve Cullen and Nessa Morrissey, a Go Loud original podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.